Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. It's so exciting as we go through Psalm 23 to learn the different things we had. And yesterday, we got kind of animated at times, Stephanie. We did. We started uh, talking got about knuckleheads and idiots and, and hirelings and stuff. But it's a, we've got to tell the peeps what's going on out there. They're, they're, they're listening to us because they have PTSD or they're hurting or their hearts are hurting or they're trying to help other people or they just like us. It doesn't matter. I'm glad they're listening to us. <laughs> Listen, we're glad you people are listening to us. That's we, right. We ran some Apple analytics last month. There's more than thousands. A couple times there's been a couple thousand that listen. Only a few of you guys download, which kind of freaks me out a little bit. Like what, 50 people a day or something? That kind of freaks me out. I think you guys should download a little bit more, but the Apple <laughs> analytics says uh, you guys are listening and there's some things going on like that. Rhonda is one of our listeners. She knows what's going on. She's, she's behind a couple, but I'm not judging her. You know, she's got a bunch of kids and sheep and car that got smashed up. And husband was a little bit of a knucklehead. I mean, yeah, you oh, had all oh, that. No, listen, I am I'm not, protesting. I am not. No, Steve is a good man. He really is. And, and, uh, uh, he, but he does know every word till the devil went down to Georgia. And, uh, so anyway, I don't, and I'm jealous of that. I'm still going through issues over that. I listened to that. So let's say I wasted maybe 16, 20 hours of my entire life listening to that song when I was a kid. And uh, I can't remember the words. Steve can remember every word. So I don't understand. And that bothers me. And I have to go to God sometimes and say, God, please forgive me that I'm jealous about the devil went down to Georgia. Yet I don't know the words that God leadeth. His dear, God leads his dear people along. But they all go through the blood. That's the important thing about that song. And so here we are. We're on Psalm number 23. Oh, my word. Why don't you go ahead and read some? No, wait a minute. I forgot to introduce Stephanie and do it. The, so as always, my co-host is with me. She's laughing. Uh, and, oh, man. Uh, I thought we were going to be good on this podcast. We are. We're being very good. I'm, I'm being very serious. I don't, know what's, I don't know what's going on with you guys. But anyway, uh, we were in a really cold auditorium tonight. And that kind of froze up my head a little bit. <laughs> And now, now that the blood's circulating very good, I think it's weird. So I go through highs and lows in my life. And this is one of the highs, the blood. It's like radiator. So when stuff's moving through the radiator real good, the car runs good. But when the radiator slows down, a little rush gets in some of the holes. I had that one time, just overheated everywhere. Just water pump went, thermostat. But anyway, so with me as always is my co-host and friend, Stephanie Wesco. So... Stephanie, catch us up. What's going on with Psalm 23, you, the family? Thor, does Thor have a wife yet? Thor does not have a wife yet. Okay, so we need to say this as we always say. If you own a female golden retriever between one year old and about, let's say, 12 weeks old, and it's not real dark red, but, you know, a normal-looking golden retriever, good-looking and stuff, and, and that we'd be willing to, if you gave it to us, we'd be willing to let Thor marry that golden retriever, as long as it's a purebred, and uh, we'd even give you back a puppy. But it can't be older than a year, and it can't anyway. So, anyway, Stephanie. So I interrupted you. We're talking about how's your day going, and I asked you about Thor, and I took over. So go ahead. Well, you know what? It was a good day at church today. Yeah. That was very much a blessing. 
I'm still blessed um, over that. Yeah. The music was. Oh, just and those girls awesome. singing. Did you hear that song this morning? That that choir arrangement tonight with those instruments. All oh, those, oh, that was like. I was sitting incredible. there counting those people. There was about ten people doing that arrangement. You know that that mix. Yeah, the violin. Mixed instruments. And viola, well, so what was there? A flute, violin, viola, viola, cello, bass, cello, piano. Yeah. I mean, stuff that I can't and even And then the name. bells and the chimes. Oh, man. So they had this handbell. I don't know about you guys, but those handbells, that ding, 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 ding. I mean, I'm like, whoa. I mean, it's like, you know, it's. And I get song, high on that stuff. It's just I can feel tons. God just touching me. Yeah. Good music's important. We got to add that to it the is. list of things. If you got PTSD, get rid of the music. Get rid of the bad stuff. Get rid of the the stuff that messes your brain yep. up. Get rid of the stuff That's that right. brings back memories. Get rid of all that and replace that with God leads his dear people along and uh, or whatever that song is. There. Stephanie didn't remember the words. We're going to try it again tonight. We might look it up on the phone. But anyway, Stephanie, getting back to how things are going. Um, going great. Okay. Stop yeah. teasing me about God leads his dear children along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again... We're, we're trying to make sense of this whole mess. Uh, but this is what we know. We, we're not sure of the mess about remembering hymns because I'm going to tell you something. Probably a hundred times, Stephanie has belted out a verse of a hymn without one era. So it would be remiss of me to sit here and pick on her. And uh, because a hundred times she's got it right, I haven't got one verse right of a hymn my entire life, okay? So I just want to come up front because God has made me feel guilty about that. <laughs> Years I spent it, vanity and pride. Caring not my, my Lord, Lord was, was crucified, crucified. Knowing not it was for me he died at Calvary. So I, that's the only hymn I got right my whole life. But anyway, here we are. That's okay. Why don't you go ahead and read Psalm 23 for us, Stephanie? I was going to look up the words for that song so that my, my, um, I'd get over my, you know, I don't think anybody, problem. I don't think anyone's judging you except when you talk real low and that, that's the only time. We okay. Do it. okay. All right. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me, in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, I think that's a pretty awesome thing that we get to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And uh, I think sometimes, this is what I think, and I, and I want to go back to this verse we're going to talk about with you and ask what your impression was there. But I think some of us on earth aren't dwelling with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I think some of on us can get basis. saved. And I know some people get mad at me and they say, well, uh, you know, we're a new creation, we're all that. I think some people get this wrong. I think some people become that new creation that new creature with god and god completely changes everything and they don't do anything with it mm -hmm. do you feel that way yeah most definitely it's like they get their fire insurance and then so we need to be dwelling with the lord here on earth so years ago many years ago there was this old preacher and this old preacher matter of fact you live right by where he used to preach billy sunday. sunday 
So Billy Sunday, so if you went from Stephanie's house and blew, you could fly a drone to where Billy Sunday used to preach and still be within range. What is it, a mile or something? By the, as as the crow, crow flies, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably about a mile, mile to Winona Lake yeah. where he used to preach. Billy Sunday used to say, it takes you five minutes to lead someone to the Lord, but it takes a lifetime to lead the Lord to them. So I just wanted to stop, mm -hmm. and I know we're really not hermeneutically correct, and that's okay. But we want to look at this verse number five. But what was your thought? We just read through that psalm uh, for maybe, you know, that's the fifth time as we've been going through Psalm 23. What did you see different on this fifth reading that you didn't see on the first reading? Are you, are you tracking something different right now? Well, I think it's, I think there's almost a progress, progression when you um, read through four and five. Yeah. Um, I see a, a, a progression of God's protection of God not only brings us through those valleys where we don't need to fear evil because we know he's with us, but then he prepares a table for yeah. us in the presence of our enemies. And, you know, it makes me think of the story yeah. with Elisha. When the Assyrian army came up against him yeah. to take him captive and God blinded their eyes, Elisha goes out and leads them. They don't even realize it's him. You know, they knew who Elisha was and yeah. they didn't know him. God blinded their eyes to who he was yeah. and protected them. And it was literally like God just in the presence of his enemies did something miraculous and where God does those supernatural things for us um, in the presence of our enemies to show how strong he is, to show how good he is. And I think that's just a beautiful thing. And then where David says, thou anointest my head with oil. And, you know, that's a symbol of God bringing healing. Yeah. And to me, that's a beautiful thing. I think so. About. Yeah. Yeah, and, and talking about that verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of thine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. And boy, that's a picture of a life with God and what God can do for you. That's a, But you know, when, when you think about the table it's in God's the old days, when, when we look at that verse, you know, a table too was the top of, uh, you know, there were there's rolling hills and uh, uh, in the Lord's country and stuff like that. And there were... The table, and that was a, a stone wall around the top of a hill where the sheep could come eat and rest and know that no one's going to come through those stone walls and try to eat them, like try the to hurt them. Yeah. Idea. I like that you have that whole word worked out. I, I didn't even think about that word until you just said it. So, so you're kind of a wordy person sometimes, you know? And uh, uh, so how would you spell that word? Sheepfold? Yeah. It's a compound word. So I, I get that, and it's two syllables too, but how do you spell it? S-H-E-E-P-F-O-L-D. Whoa, you heard that here first. That's what makes her the best co-host in the business. But going back, here we are. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. That stone wall, that wall that God has put up is going to keep you safe. Thou anointest my head with oil. What's that a picture of? It's a picture of healing, and there's a, oh man, I didn't. Didn't think to look it up before we started this podcast. But That's okay. I remember... But you did look up the song, so we're ready for the song afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. A different song, though. But it goes along with the whole theme. 
So it's we're never going to give the people the right song the right way. We will. We will. Okay. We will. All right. All right. But this one, um, yeah. Yeah. this this article I remember reading about the significance of oil and how oil is a symbol throughout Scripture of obviously of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit in us, right? But yeah. then also of the healing. In the oil was a you know you have that olive oil and it was a. Did you ever have oil rubbed on you at church when they poured the oil on you and people? I actually pray? did after my when I found out I had tumors. And it worked, man. I've had oil rubbed on me. Yeah. yeah. It was weird, and uh, but I liked it. I was thankful. Uh, and hey, I'm it's thankful a step of faith. It is, and uh, and I got to tell you, God gives us a set of rules sometimes that doesn't make sense to us. Yep. There's mysteries. Remember they had to walk around the wall? Yep, Joshua. What happened to Joshua or Jericho? How did that song go? Joshua fought the battle at? Jericho, Jericho. Jericho. But what did God tell him that he had to do? Remember that? It's real weird. They had to walk around the city once for six days, and on the seventh day they had to walk around it seven times. And then shout and blow the trumpets. And, and folks, that makes no sense. But but God is so much bigger than human sense. God works in mysterious ways. And, and in this case, he said, just, hey, go walk around that place for six days. Then on the seventh day, walk around. And, you know, the people had to know something's coming down, man. They've been walking around once every day. We've been checking them out. Now they're on three, four, five. Man, they're on the seventh time around, which is a number of perfection, of completion, mm -hmm. all those types of things. Yeah. So it's just like the oil anointing our heads. And when you're in church, God uses that. Trust him. You know, anoint. It's in the New Testament, right? It's James. in the book of James, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. See, I paid attention in like that, half of my seminary same, classes. Yeah. And that's yeah. in the same um, passage yeah. that talks about the effectual fervent prayer. Of a righteous man. Mm -hmm. Folks, are you a righteous man, a woman out there today? What makes us righteous? God. <laughs> That's the tough he thing right there. Folks, you're not, you're not going to get, not not get righteous following men. Mm -mm. You're not going to get righteous following men and women. You're not going to get righteous listening to their junk. You're not going to get righteous doing the wrong yeah. things. You're going to get righteous with a relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus Christ. And it's his righteousness. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's his righteousness. And, and so here we are. He's prepared this table. And then he says, and I love what David says here. My cup runneth over. You know, it dries up there in Israel. Yeah. Water becomes an issue. So, so when I was in the army, I got to go to a place, I think it's called the Sinai or something. And you know what the Sinai is all about? You know what the military base is all about there Desert. at the Sinai? It's water. So they, they, they got the United Nations there passing out water to different countries. It's a little better now because they figured out how to make salt water, regular water and stuff like that. And and I think they, it's weird because sometimes along the desert, they actually use uh, like salt water for toilets and stuff and for showers. And it's weird. And then you have good water. It's, it's just weird. But this is what I know for sure. I know that David's cup runneth over and most of our cups are running empty right now. Mm -hmm. There are people listening to us right now whose cups are running empty. And here we got this great God who's our shepherd. Here we got this great God who has us lie down in these green pastures and these still waters. He restoreth our soul. You know that song, He Restoreth My Soul? Did we sing that one yet? We did sing that one, didn't we? Uh, did we sing that song? I'm not sure which one you're talking about. Neither am I. So anyway, here we go here. And He leadeth me in the path of righteousness. <laughs> 
He restoreth my soul. You don't know that song? See, folks, I can't sing, and I know that. So if you're out there saying, If I think of it, I'll, I'll do it. I just, it's not Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could type in your phone if you really wanted to. He restores my soul song. But anyway, so then number four says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So God brings us up to that place. We're in the shadow of death. And then all of a sudden we transition from, I will fear no evil for not worrying about the evil because God's with you to understanding that his rod will stop the enemy, understanding that his staff is going to lead you and guide you. And then we get to this place where you're in this fenced in area, you're at the table, uh, you're, you're safe, you're in a good place, you're being anointed with oil for your health issues. Uh, all these different things. He's fixing your needs. And by the way, you know, being anointed with oil is just not for physical things. I've, I've known mm -hmm. pastor who've anointed people for PTSD, who've anointed people for, I mean, it's a big deal to get the, get the deacons and stuff together and anoint somebody. And then it says, and, and, and then it says, my cup runneth over. And how has God made your cup runneth over through your trial, Stephanie? How has he done that? Well, he's given a ministry that I never would have seen or imagined before. Exactly. Wounded Spirits. That's is right. Wounded Spirits the, the best missions organization in the free world today, or is it my imagination? For us, it is. Yeah. It is what God's called us to. They, and, you know, that was one of those diplomatic answers for those peeps who are listening to us around the world who are missionaries. Because when I was a missionary in Cameron, I would have said that that was... And I get that. And they're good people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been so with some people who are knuckleheads done. before. So I can tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we get to this. Uh, so how is your cup running over? Well, I have eight children. That eight good children. That to raise for him. Yeah. And um, awesome friends, awesome family. A dog without a wife. Awesome friends, awesome family. And... Uh, <laughs> Rhonda's been your friends for years now. She has. And we are, you know what we're doing? We're praying for Thor's wife for Christmas. So join us in that prayer. What? Yeah. We are? We're going to mobilize the people out here to be praying when God answers prayer. Thor needs someone to share his I cage I could give with. some more serious prayer requests than that. Well, it, you know what? We can't cut the line. Thor is, Thor is a, he's there with a pretty serious request. I know Thor. He's going through a lot of problems right now because he doesn't have a wife. But anyway, okay. how else does your cup run it over? Wow. You know what? Having a God that supplies our needs. Yeah. That keeps your cup And here we are in Pensacola. We drove, you guys drove like 13 hours. I drove eight, thought it was going to be 10. Was real happy about driving eight. I'm sure you were. And actually it was nine because you, you, you gain an hour when you get down. But even driving nine and thinking you drove eight is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes, losing any time. A any time at all. Logically helps. Well, you know, there's there's folks listening to us, and at the primal, at that, at the genesis level of their lives, uh, how is their cup running over? Well, first of all, if they can listen to us, they have an electronic device. Uh, if they're listening to us, if they're not saved, they have a real good chance of getting saved because at the end of every one of these things, we share the gospel. Uh, so that, that makes the cup runneth over. If you're married today, your cup runneth over. You have somebody that you're married to. If you have kids, your cup runneth over. If you have parents, I mean, we could keep going. You know what the problem is? We, we get bogged down in the things we don't have. We get bogged down in the things we think are missing in our life. Mm -hmm. We get bogged down 
that we don't eat as good as some people. We get bogged down that our car is not as nice as other people and things of that. Now my pickup truck, you could start it on fire and roll it down a hill. And I wouldn't trade it for a coupe de bill. That, by the way, see again, it's my mind, an old country song. But anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I think I have a little plaque at home that says, being thankful for what you have turns what you have into enough. And what did Paul say? We, we read that. You've memorized the book of Philippians. I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Whatever state we're in to be content. Because even if we're in the state of walking in the valley of the shadow of death, even if we're in that state, if we're saved, death means life. Passing from death unto life. So I think that's what God's talking well, the about. the valley of the shadow of death yeah. isn't the same as death. No. It's the shadow of death. In other words, it may feel like death. It may have the terror of death associated with it. But it's not exactly death. And I think that in some ways the devil uses that to cause more terror in our yeah. hearts and lives as a Christian than death itself. Yeah, I think the devil the can use... that's associated. I think the devil will use anything to ruin our lives. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. I think the devil will use anything in our lives to ruin it. And boy, he uses sometimes people who call themselves godly people, sometimes people who call themselves ministers, sometimes people who tell you they're saved, sometimes... But you know what? The litmus test isn't people. That was the hardest thing I ever learned. The litmus test isn't the guy across the street or the gal across the street or the gal down the street or the knuckleheaded pastor you once had. That's not the lip, That's not the litmus test. The litmus test is, what are you laughing at? Nothing. The litmus test is God's word and what God has to say. So take a minute, Stephanie, and wrap this thing down and talk about how, okay, you can have two minutes. Good, talk about, I have a song. Huh? I have a song. Which song is it? My Shepherd Will Supply. Okay, so take two minutes and then we'll hop into the song and, and tell, us, uh, tell us how Psalm 23 came alive in you. We, we talked about, we're up in this point two podcasts ago. We got to the point that you're sitting at home, the public funeral's over, the private funeral's over, or the, and those different things. Charles is buried, you're going through life. How did God continue to fit, fulfill Psalm 23 in your life? Well, verse 5 became alive in a very real way in those weeks and months after Charles um, was killed because I did watch God take care of the kids and I in ways we never could have fathomed or imagined before. Yeah. He became very real. And um, as, as God heard my cries for help, yeah. When I didn't know what else to even say, but God help me. Yeah. He began that anointing with oil process. And um, that, you know, you and Debbie have, were a huge part. No, we, we showed up late in the process, but. No, that's when it finally, I think, really started. Um, and obviously the Holy Spirit became, Christ became very real. In those days. Yeah. And um, God yeah. began, as he began the healing and just the moving forward of watching God fill our cup yeah. with who he was. You know, that emptying, that emptying, being emptied of ourselves. Coming to the yeah. point of realizing that's a good place to be. It is. It's because a, then God can actually fill us and use us. Praise God. And that's it, a daily yeah. surrender thing. But... Yeah. That's been a sweet thing. 
I think it, I, I think that what you've just said can pertain to everybody going through everything. One of the cool things about as we travel, as we go to different places, and this is, Debbie and I have been living this for 16 years. You lived it through deputation with Charles. Uh, but, but folks, here's a great thing. As you run into people that God has helped, they have a special kind of temperament and a special kind of wonderfulness about them that only God could give. And folks, you can get it. No matter what you've been through in your life, you can get that tenderness. You can get that fulfillment. You can find that at the cross. Stephanie has a song for us tonight. And she's going to do a verse of that right now. What's the name of the song? My Shepherd? My Shepherd Will Supply. Okay. And do you want me to just do the first one? Yes. And do the, okay. My Shepherd will supply my need. Jehovah is his name. In pastures fresh, he makes me feed. Beside the living stream, he brings my wandering spirit back when I forsake his ways and leads me for his mercy's sake in paths of truth and grace beautiful beautiful song uh, i'm glad we were there folks most important thing to us most important things in life is uh, knowing your lord and savior jesus christ and you know as we went through psalm 23 here you need that shepherd you need that shepherd and you won't want you need that shepherd and he's going to bring you to those green pastures he's going to bring you near that still water he will restore your soul god's all about regeneration God's all about saving. God's all about fixing things. You know what I noticed in the Bible, Stephanie? I was, I was reading about miracles about three weeks ago, and obviously we do a lot of reading. But, uh, and as I read about them, you know what I realized about the physical miracles he did on people who are blind, people who are this, people who are lame, people who are that, the leprosy dude, all this stuff, the, the girl with the bleeding, the mm -hmm. dead girl, all those things. You know what God did? He restored. Mm -hmm. He restored what he had perfectly made in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And God can do that same thing for you, friends, but it starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, you need to be restored. You need to be restored from head to soul, and it starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. So listen to every word we got here for you. And listen, if you need help understanding how you can be saved, if you need help getting to that next place, get a hold of us on Help the Wounded Spirits Facebook page. We sure do love you folks. We appreciate everything you do, everything, uh, every prayer you say for us, and we certainly say them for you. Listen to every word. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, 
and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.